Welcome to the Legends Podcast for week nine of the LCS. It's the third time I'm doing this, and after doing it a fourth time, I'm going to punch a wall. Take three! So, before we get into talking about playoffs, before we get into talking about predictions, before we get into saying our sweet, sweet advice, why don't you tell me how you thought this week was as a viewer? What did you love? What did you hate? Uh, I like this week a lot more than most last weeks because... Uh, I felt like there's a lot less trolling. I felt like there were only uh, there was actually only one game that I thought was absolute troll, and even the game that meant nothing for nobody. Uh, I'll mention it later. Okay. <laughs> uh, even the game that meant nothing for nobody, the uh, F- Fly Fox game. I felt like they both walked out there and tried to win quite a bit. I agree, actually, which I'm impressed by because usually when I expect see two teams who have no chance either way. I kind of do expect to see them phoning it in, just sort of like giving up, but they really put on a good show. And I, I have a little bit of a guess to it, I think your meme game is, but I was Maybe. impressed too. You want to tell me about that little cinematic? The uh, trailer? The trailer? Oh yeah, that trailer was really funny. I, I like that trailer. I like this little cheesy stuff they do. They did a trailer for the uh, foldy sheet called The Foldening. <laughs> basically, it was good. Basically... You had Mark Z staying in the studio overnight while the st- a stats team made the foldy sheets and uh, turns out to be a satanic ritual. And I want to see that. But what movie. else would it be? I you don't know. I, look, look, I've, I've looked at these numbers. I've thought of these things and I'm just sitting here like, man, you have to hate yourself to sit down for 16 hours and make one of these damn sheets. Well, I guess if you're getting paid for it and you're made to by your job. Or they have a program that makes it for them. Just saying. <laughs> How dare I give away how they come up with all, what is it, uh, 2,048 different permutations? Why are you snitching, by the way? No, yeah, that's fair. It's <laughs> definitely not by hand. But... I mean, it's not that. It wouldn't be that hard to do by hand. No, but it, I'm not saying it's hard, but it would be definitely time-consuming. Oh, yeah, it, takes... <laughs> it would take you a long time to do, and that's just sad. Okay. I was a big fan of a lot of the games. Super excited to see some of them. Super kind of a little bit bummed to see some other ones. But we'll talk about which ones I was happy about and which ones I weren't a little bit later, almost certainly. Week 9 results. Let's just pop those up real quick, and then I'll quickly leave the frame. (laughs) Okay. uh, Has this got to do with uh, a little bit of a... Has it got to do with TSM, or has this got to do with you being one for 10? (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. I am not here. Okay, so I'm going to take over my show now. <laughs> Let's do this. CLG versus Optic. Anthony wrote in CLG but made uh, himself rich. Did I? I th- you wrote in CLG on the sheet but made yourself rich. I think that that's wrong. Because you picked, I have it Optic is, you in picked the Optic. You picked Optic. So Anthony picked Optic. Anthony at the end of last week was talking about strategies. He was talking about ways to come back in the race against me. He was talking about picking based on not what was likely, but what he needed to have happen. And boy howdy, did things not go his way this week. The worst part it is, looks is like it- The worst part is is you have four wrong. That means I could have actually won without doing this stupid shit. Yes. <laughs> However, you kind of w- I kind of would have flamed you if you picked 100 Thieves over CLG last week. Just, like, straight up. But the only time thing we agreed on was the TSM FlyQuest game. We- oh, no, it wasn't. We agreed on some other ones, but we got all those wrong. The only one we agreed on correctly was TSM versus Fly. I picked CLG versus Optic. I, I won. 
This went about as bad as it could have gone for me with my picks, because all of the ones that we agreed on, like, lost, except for the TSM game, and then all the ones where I diverged, I just I lost. Won. And I'm just... Yeah. As bad as it could have gone. I didn't yeah, like, do this literally, entirely inverse. This is, like, literally the worst it could have been for you. But, you know, it happens. I, I will say I did it for the uh, perfect 50-50 coin flip uh, split. Thank you very much. I have yeah, 45 and 45. Let's go. That's not why you did it. And also, you shouldn't be proud that you coin flipped a split. I <laughs> coin flip! What's my record? Uh, I think it was like 5130-something. Do I still have it up? Nope. Don't know. Wait, is this it? Nope, I don't have it up. That's fine. I won. Um, because <laughs> I was a I was one ahead last week. Oh, that's a lot of Reddit. Uh, uh, Fifty-one and thirty-nine. Nice. That's not terrible. Fifty-seven percent. Pretty good. Yeah. If uh, my if my adding is correct. <laughs> and who knows? Uh, but I'm not about to check it right now. So TLT. Yeah, that's about right. All right, let's see if I can uh, power us through this real quick. Okay, we got CLG versus 100 Thieves, which is our first sort of match uh, preview here. Well, uh, Matt tries to get back into this. Hello, Matt. Hello. What does your uh, Discord say about your connection? Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? Uh, kinda. What is happening? I don't know. Let's just try to power through it. Alright, if this happens like once or twice more, we should actually just... Okay, what was I saying? Uh, you were saying something about TSMTL. Like... Oh, that's where I cut out. So TSMTL, rough, I imagine, for you to watch. And then I was gonna say C9 Optic, uh, happy for me, but also kind of boring. <laughs> Because it was, I mean, it was exciting in the sense that it was there was a lot of action, but it was boring in the sense that I was like, oh, it's just like a. Oh, that game was a bloodbath. I think in my notes, the only thing I've written down is this is a bloodbath. And you're not wrong. So the I, picks aren't on stream anymore, so I don't remember what we picked. I put them back up. Okay. Uh, wait, they're also in the notes. Uh, either way. The, the other thing that I know, was, well, oh shit, they are in the notes. The, the other thing that was kind of funny was uh, the TL versus TSM game where TL picked a glacial comp. I saw that. A lot of people uh, saw that. That was funny. You know, TFT synergies, obviously, you need it. You need it in uh, the real games. I did like the uh, unsealed spell book on Jensen's Anivia. That was fun. Uh, they, they played. Uh, they played Volibear Top, which, to be honest, everyone was like, oh my god, it's garbage. I don't think it's that bad. It's not that good, though. Like, it's not trash, but I definitely was surprised when I saw it. I opened that game about a quarter of the way through, because I was doing something else, and I was like, wait, that's a... I wasn't looking at the comps, I was just looking at the action on the screen, and I was like, wait a minute, I'm looking at a Volibear on my screen in an LCS game. What's happening? <laughs> I'm trying to pull up the match thread real quick. Nope. 
So, I forget who he played it into. Do you remember who TSM had up there? In the top lane? Yes. Broken Blade was on, I think that's Silas. Silas, yeah. I, I honestly think that match The Zed Mitski, dude. The Zed Ski Mitski, dude. As, a, as much of a joke as this game was, I straight think that that matchup blows for Silas, because Silas just... What's oh, he yeah. gonna you do? You don't want to get in there. the melee with Vala, but yeah, you don't want to get in there. You I get in there, you're slowed, you're thrown, you're dead, you're getting bit. Uh, I had a game against Volibear yesterday or the day before, I don't remember. Uh, and I was playing Renekton, and I didn't take Conqueror because I'm a moron. So uh, I couldn't kill Volibear after I killed Wait, him three who times. Were you? I was Renekton. So I had, I got control on him early, but he's Volibear, and his bite does stupid damage. So he just killed me. Yes. I, I, I just don't think Volibear's that bad, and to be honest, he should be seeing more play if they if uh, the game was a bit tankier, but it's just not right now. I think you're right. Yeah. I, the Zed pick was such a meme. Uh, everyone in the in the match thread were like, why the hell is he picking Zed, or why is he playing Zed like garbage? It's like, who the hell are you going to ult? What are you going to do? you going to ult Ash? It's your only target, and then there's a Braum. What? <laughs> okay, on to some real matches. The two matches that actually meant anything this week. Um, CLG versus 100 Thieves, which was the match to decide if CLG got to... If CLG got to have their buy, and if 100 Thieves... I think, I think it's this, it decided if 100 Thieves got to play for a tiebreaker for... Sixth or for got fifth against GGS. Yeah, I'm not. I don't remember exactly which one that was for, but this game was actually a big decider in the playoff picture. And boy, howdy, did uh, it did not go the way we expected. No, no, it did not. But it was a good game to watch. Oh, yeah, it was actually really. It was a very good game as a viewer. I felt like a hundred thieves was playing extremely well as a team and in general. That's the wrong game. So, uh, Fake God is actually looking really good. And I don't understand why people keep picking uh, AD, Ken, in top lane when they have uh, Sona. This isn't the first game this happens today. This happens again somewhere else. Wait, hang on. Does this happen in the other game we're going to talk about? The Clutch GGS game? Uh, I don't remember. No, no, it does not. This is a, this has a different problem with Tristan Ahmed. <laughs> But yeah, uh, people are starting to pick up Ruin. Uh, ruined. <laughs> They're starting to pick up Ken, AD Ken and Top. Uh, I think TL ran this, and I thought it was garbage and did nothing the whole game. And uh, it's supposed to make up. F oh wait, maybe C9 ran it. I don't remember. Someone else ran it, and it was garbage, and it was, and it's still garbage here. I don't like it. It's it's trying to make up for AD power that they need to make up with for with another champion. And that champion could have just been Aatrox, who was banned second second rotation here. Yeah, I don't have anything to add to that. I don't know. <laughs> we talk about Ryu, the Madman. I was I was very distracted there. I got an important. Text <laughs> uh, what were you great, saying? This is a great shit, great episode. Okay, listen. The technical difficulties aren't my fault. I should have my phone on Do Not Disturb. Okay. So Ryu is getting credited with a lot of carrying this game. Because he basically won two team fights by himself. 
by just knocking off uh, Stixay. And I think he killed Power of Evil in a, in a yes. really clutch Ooh. moment one time. But, I thought Amazing oh. played quite well this game, too. Uh, how many does he? He's got 12 out of 18. His KD is fine, but I just spent like, his macro game and what he added to the team. He also had a, a good alter, too, I remember. But motherfucking, our young lad, fake god, too filthy. It's a, uh, it's a little sad that they uh, didn't make playoffs, but uh, only one, only six slots and uh, couldn't make it. But they could beat CLG. They could. It was surprising to see them pull back around so hard at the end of the split, and I was really happy to see this performance from in the last week. It shows to me that they're super serious and that they probably don't need to make too many off-season changes because whatever changed, whatever rhythm they found, if they can maintain that, I think that they're actually a legitimate contender. I think what really hurt them in the long run was they weren't playing the way they were playing at the end off split. They had way too slow of a start, lost way too many games for free. And that, I think, is what ended up detrimenting them. If they had been playing like this all season, I think that there's a really good chance they could have made playoffs. And I think if they maintain this, then they could be a legitimate contender at the beginning of next. They had a 5-9, uh, a and nine, or 5-9. and nine. They had a 5-4 and four record on the back half of the split in the second round robin. Uh, you do that for the first round robin, and you have, you're have turning 10 and 8, and you're in playoffs. Where's the, where's the, yeah. the borderline? Yeah, 10 wins was the line. Well, actually, no. Nine, eight wins was the line to get in. Yeah. So, you just go right in. They get, uh, they get tied with TSM for fourth place. Yeah, uh, and that might be. I don't know what changes they're going to make or they're not going to make, but I think that's a legitimate possibility in the future. But we're talking about uh, that later. So, uh, the next game we have is uh, Golden Guardians versus uh, Clutch. Clutch Gaming, which I thought was another pretty good game this week. Yeah, I don't remember any of it. <laughs> Uh, Froggen played Tristana mid, and they had... Oh, oh, it was this one. Okay, okay, I do remember this one. I do, I do, I do. Hell yeah, dude. This was so stupid. Let's go. Let's go. What the fuck is... Why? In this game? In this game? With all of this on the line? My boy is bringing out what? This was the my last boy... pick, by the way. They last picked Tristana mid. I know. He had... Counter priority. I assume she does decent in lane against Aurelia. That makes sense to me. But this is our. We're talking the last game for playoff. This like this is important. And you do this. You I, bust out the Trist mid. You're mean. Not only the Trist mid though, but the Callista Braum bot lane. Like you're what? trolling, bro. Why are we running Callista here? Why? She's not even that good. Kaisa's right now. up. Jinx is and, up. And Callista kind of blows. Ugh, I just, I don't get it. I just, I don't get it. This comp is, like, it has three AD champs and then a, a, a Gragas. Why? What are you doing? Why? Uh, to be fair, there's three and one, three AD champs and one AP champs on uh, Clutch Gaming side. But, like, well, Rumble does a lot of damage. That's, that's a pretty balanced team comp, and Jarvan's going full tank. But... Pick Poppy. Dude, if I'm mid lane here, I get last pick. I see that comp. I'm walking in Poppy's mid lane so hard. Really ain't doing shit. She's gonna sit yeah. there and try to farm and get stopped. Cause she queues once and she's done. That's the best thing about that matchup is you just you just get a free you can't queue anymore button. It's wonderful. I love it. Ugh. So tasty. But 
Demonte was looking really good. Lyra was looking really good. Hoonie was looking really good. Co Everyone on this team was looking really good. Vulcan got ca got caught out and had a couple of bad moments, but he's still looking really good and getting useful ults off and whatnot. So, I just... I don't understand why you go with Tristana. I, I, I almost did a Y segment about Tristana, but we had too many other things to talk about this week. But Yeah, and I don't think we saw it enough to really... No, we have. We've seen it for two weeks. That's true. I just... What what is this pick? Why are we picking it? I have seen it do nothing. It has losing records, and we're still picking. I don't get it. I don't. Yeah, that was crazy for me to see, dude. I remember being like, "What the fuck?" Like, had you not seen the Tristana Solon before? No, I have. I just don't think it's that good, and I don't think it's something you want to be. Like, what were the bans? Um, was it Nivea up? Uh, Nivea got banned second round. From okay, OCG. They no, banned Eve. I, I don't know I why it. they banned Eve. I guess they <laughs> thought they were going to go for... Contracts is an aggressive jungler. Yeah. I don't really know why you ban Eve, though. Like, I, I don't think anyone's played Eve all split. And if they I have, know. it's less than two games. But, I don't fucking... I don't know. I think you're better off banning... Uh, so, Joanny got through this entire champ slide. I'm at a loss for you words. You made one of the best junglers in the game. I'm at a um, loss for words how this, cha this champ's like, go. go it's like, crazy to me. Just... And I understand why Trist works or why people think it works. I just think in these high-pressure moments that the flavor of the week pick is never really the choice, in my opinion. Something that he's practiced on, that he's famous for, that he knows inside and out. Pick Something that you know he will perform on, even if it is not that good into Aurelia because you're not just playing for lane. You're playing for your playoff spot, like where you fall, you're playing for a lot. Like this shit matters. So picking that flavor of the week feels risky. I guarantee you Frogan has a lot less experience on Trist Min than he does on a bunch of other mid lane champions. I'm sure he's played it, but that doesn't mean he's as comfortable on it as some other shit. So to see this, I'm just like, I don't get it. It doesn't make sense to me, but that's just me. Do you have anything else to add? Uh, please stop picking Tristana and solo lanes, for the love of God. I straight up thought they were going to put Tristana in bot lane in a couple of these games. They were going to pick her, and then they just don't. And I'm just like, so you basically just got a gold farm top lane that you're hoping doesn't get screwed. Because the reason why AD carries don't really work in solo lanes is because they can get dove, like, super easily and just die because they have no health. But I don't know. I stop picking Tristana. Stop it. Just please stop it. Okay. I need to actually open a file. Which file? Our power picks. Oh, from the start. Yes. Yummy. I meant to make a graphic for this, but I forgot. It happens. Uh, You've all been there. Doo -doo -doo. Power rankings. Excellente. Oh, wait, hang on. Oh, shit, did I get rid of that? I got rid of it. I had to, I actually had a graphic made from before, I think. All right, so I want us to go through and see how our power rankings compare. I feel like we were pretty off. Uh, you would be surprised. I was like, why did I get a disk notification? And I was like, oh. <laughs> I, need to uh, I need to request. I had to request access. Uh... 
Can you just screenshot it? No, 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 I'm gonna make it uh, public. Okay. Okay, there you go. You should be able to get in now. Refresher? We are in. Was so, this our unified? Were we agreed? No, no, no. This has each of us. There's another tab for you. Ah. So. Oh. Ooh, I was wrong on some stuff. <laughs> yes. Yes, we were. <laughs> Most notably, uh, FlyQuest and Golden Guardians. <laughs> <laughs> we, you had the you had the four or five. I had fourth for FlyQuest, six for Golden Guardians, and I had Fox in fifth. Ooh. I had CLG Ooh. making playoffs. So did I. No, I didn't. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll just give a quick rundown. So uh, I had TL first, TSM second, C9, FlyQuest, GGS, CLG, Fox, Clutch Gaming, and then Optic, and then a hundred these. Uh, Matt had TL, C9, TSM, FlyQuest, Echo Fox, GGS, CLG, a hundred thieves. Uh, go away. Okay, thank you, Photoshop. Damn, Photoshop is like that sometimes. Yeah. I have to fix my Photoshop because it's a broken. Why did that pop up? Whatever. Uh, where was I? So Matt has TLC9, TSM, FlyQuest, Echo Fox, GGS, CLG, 100 Thieves, Optic, and then Clutch. So, um... I think Matt has the most teams outside of playoffs, but I have the least. You mean I fucked up the hardest? I don't know. I'm trying to figure that out. No, I think we're the same. No, no. Yes, you did. Because half of your playoff yeah. picture is just straight wrong. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, so I, I thought I'd just be neat to look back at uh, at these and kind of be like, damn, how off these can be. So Yeah, that's fun. Everyone got it right that TL is uh, number one. And I was right that C9's number two right now. Maybe. Maybe. Not, not maybe. They in this regular season ranking, they were number two. Yeah, yes, yes, they won the tiebreaker. Yes, they did. Yes. Quite convincingly, but yes, they did. And my TSM pick was closer to yours because mine's in third. Oh. <laughs> yours is in second. I did not have clutch there. I had a clutch. We had clutch in ten. I did. You had a bit eighth. Ooh. I had a hundred thieves um, in last place, and then I had optic. They looked in like it. <laughs> I had GGS in six. There was only one off there. Uh, oh, I got a hundred thieves on the nose. I got him in eighth. Uh, but damn, we fucked up. Damn. All right. Are you ready to say some sweet, sorrowful goodbyes? Yeah. Or do you have more comments? Uh, nah, not really. Then it's time for sweet and sorrowful goodbyes. All right. Cue the uh, sad violin music. First up, in... Do I have these in my placements? I don't kind know. Kind of. Because uh, Golden Guardian's in... Uh... Oh, wait, no. I think I have... Do I have these in reverse? I have these in, in uh, bottom to top. Okay. Uh, first up, we have Echo Fox, who are leaving in more than one way. Press F, dude. We talked about the one way they're leaving already, and it's sad to see them go out at this position. I would have loved to see them pull something out. A fun little win to end the split, to end their tenure in the LCS. But they won the last game. Oh, you're right, they did. Go out on a win, fellas. I like it. Okay. 
then I'm less sad. I forgot, dude. I for, I didn't really pay attention to that game because it kind of didn't matter. Um, <laughs> yeah, it didn't matter in the slightest, and they were still not going to go up a slot at all. But they won the game. They played their no, hearts No, but out. they did. And, you know, I'm sad to see the forego as we talked about. RIP playoff dreams. RIP FlyQuest really had higher hopes for you. 100 Thieves, good job at the end, but try a little harder at the start next time. GGS. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Let's get, I'm trying to go each one by one here. Oh, I don't have that much to say about them. So let me just finish my meme with GGS. Exceeded my expectations at the start and then didn't at the end. <laughs> That's so mean. I All mean, right. they did. They did super good at the beginning yeah, and then they, they just did. kind of All fell right. off and it was very sad for me. So I kind of wanted to take a look at what each of these teams are kind of want to look like or look at in the offseason a little bit. Yeah. Now, Echo Fox, I feel, is the most, like, I have no clue because they have so many problems they need to solve on the business end that I don't think they're going to have even an ounce of an ounce of attention to pay to, uh, like, their roster and their uh, their teams. So, I, looking, like, into the offseason, this, this, their whole situation has been, like, turning over and over and over day by day. Like, it is an extremely developing situation with Echo Fox, and to be honest, they might still keep the slot, depending on how this turns out. But I don't think that's the likely outcome. But who knows? We'll have to, we'll have to wait and see. But I, don't, I think this roster's blown up, and I think they're, everyone's going to somewhere else, probably. What, is that, what, do you concur, or do you uh, think something else is going to happen to this roster? Do I it. concur. Okay. I largely concur. I don't have any, you know, market. Alright, uh, next up we got FlyQuest. Now, FlyQuest had an uptick at the end of the split. Uh, at least a little bit until they lost to Echo Fox and uh, TSM, but they looked like they were just about to try to make that run towards playoffs, and they faltered right after they lost to 100 Thieves, the other team that looked like they were making that run towards playoffs, and almost did. So so what do you, what do you think is going to happen to this roster in the offseason? Do you think they're gonna keep it all together? Do you think they're gonna make some uh, a couple of small roster moves or blow it up? I think that they, I think they'd be best served by small roster moves, but I'm probably wrong, and I wouldn't be surprised to see either. If they came back with one piece meant different, or if they came back with a whole new roster, I wouldn't be shocked either way. Um, I don't really know how to run teams, obviously, uh, but I just, I because I can't even tell what's wrong with them. Like, I don't even know. So, like... That, that's always the worst part, is when you're just like, wow. I think we talked about that with yeah. FlyQuest. Like, we just... No, I think that was 100, th- 100 Thieves or Echo Fox. Oh, okay. But even with FlyQuest now, I just straight don't know. Like, like when you can't identify what the problem is, you can't even admit that there is a problem. All you know is... You and and that's what I'm games. saying. Like, I don't know how to fix them because I straight don't know. You know. I just don't... I just don't even know what's wrong. So, 100 Thieves, though. 100 Thieves, though. I think they're pretty close. They're pretty close. It looks like the roster's coming together a little bit. Now, I don't think there's a lot of changes you want to be making in the offseason. No. Besides to maybe top lane. Top, lane's, top lane seems to be the only spot where you want to make changes. Or if you can get somebody who's a lot better than Ryu and still fills Ryu's shoes. Because, bring, because bringing Ryu was a major turning point for them. And I don't think you can take out Ryu without having... like. Bringing in somebody I don't know that Ryu wants to be there. <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's not the question I'm asking. Uh, you have to, you have to bring in somebody who can replace that caliber of player. Which is not easy. No, it's not. Because Ryu's not bad. Like, no, he's playing good. I thought he was doing pretty good. He was competing with all the, um, 
with all the other top laners, top top with all the other mid laners in the split, I didn't feel like he was. He a was also competing with a lot of top laners for best mid laner. Yes. Yeah. I so, would say he's better at mid than most top laners. Prob 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 prob. I'm just being an asshole. I'm sorry. So even saying that about Fake God, Fake God was looking pretty decent, and he wasn't looking like a slouch slouch in the top lane. He just wasn't looking like a massive star all the time. Espe especially like Bang was looking back in the the uh, the spring split. Even when they finished last place in the spring split, Bang was still looking like he was trying to hard carry the team. So that's I guess that's what what we're trying to look at for them. But uh, do you have any thoughts about Hermes, or do you want to talk about Golden Guardians? Well, I gave my thoughts already. My thoughts on 100 Thieves are I think that they're very close. I think a lot of their... Um, I think a lot of their issues have been resolved with their new roster. I think you're right about Ryu. I think Amazing looks a lot better and a lot more comfortable on the team the more he's played with them, so I don't want to see a jungle change. I want to see that synergy grow and improve, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I think... That they should. I think this is a team that I can say certainly wants to be looking at small changes, not blowing up, but mid really tinkering with top, with mid. If Ryu doesn't want to be there, if he wants to retire, etc., and and just working out those two roles because I think the rest of the team is coming together a little bit more or will come together a lot more based on those other two roles. Also, uh, maybe some coaching staff ch uh, changes might help a little bit. Mm -hmm. It's hard to know exactly what's happening on their back end because they're not totally transparent about that. But, you know. All right, so Golden Guardians. Yes. Um, another team where it's really hard to say what their problem is. They seem to be a very, like, a team that seems to know what they want to do, but then just doesn't do it sometimes. Like, they have Froggen on the team, which actually gives them a lot of, uh, like, what I'll say is pocket pick potential. That's so, very true. I like that phrase, because I, I think that's completely correct. Like, in, in their match against Clutch Gaming, they got two bands directed right at Froggen in um, uh, Karthus and uh, Nivea, though Karthus does also kind of uh, reflect on uh, Contracts, who's played a lot of uh, Karthus Jungle. But it, it just brings up the priority of that champion a lot because Karthus for Froggen is an insane champion. So I think that's good. FBI has been looking decent. And I agree. Been I don't think okay. I don't think FBI has been terrible. I just don't know what to do with this bot lane. They don't have Deathly anymore, so they can't go back to that. If FBI keeps working out, then I guess keep keep it with him. But that looks like a spot you can improve. Jungle also looks like a spot that might be able to be improved, but I don't know who you put in there. Like, there aren't a lot of jungle junglers who you're going to be able to get that are better than Contracts, and if you try anyone else, you're you're basically just throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. Here's what I think. Works. I think Contracts might need to expand his play style a little more. I think Contracts... We saw his, his best moments on C9 during a very aggressive meta, and Contracts was a very aggressive player, right, if you recall at his peak and i think that's what suits him best uh i'm still i'm confident in his ability to play shit like sichuani etc like those general jungle champions but i want to see him really immerse himself in multiple roles like i see svenskaren or smithy doing because svenskaren and smithy i don't think of immediately as aggro junglers but i do think they're capable 
of playing a huge amount of jungle styles, right? I'm comfortable seeing Sven Skarin or Smithy on an aggro pick, like on a Lee Sin or something, or on a Kindred. I'm comfortable seeing them on the Sichuani, on the AP, on the tank, doing that sort of role fulfillment and playing in a lot of different metas and a lot of different modes. I think to see the, a little bit of a sort of expansion of of a, a sort of depth increase in his pool of champions and styles would be would be very good for me to see as a, as a viewer. Does that make sense? Mm. So, I'm wondering if Golden Guardians also have um, some roster changes, not roster, some um, coaching position changes they could be going through. I think they changed coaches in the middle of this split. I could be wrong. It's hard to follow coaching mo moves in the LCS. They're not heavily publicized. Uh, it's not like there's this gigantic list of we changed all of our coaches that I can check every other day and it's just like aha this one changed because that it, is something I've always found interesting about the LCS is a lot a lot of other sports the coach is super seminal and well known like if a coach change happens it's huge news in the NFL the NHL maybe, I don't know about the NHL you tell me well, but in like the NBA or the NFL when I see a coach change it's like it's big, right? Like, we know about it. Well, I mean, if Prawley or Zix or Reaper were to change, I'd hear about it. I'd know well, the super happened. famous ones, but even, like, even like a, a low quality, like, a, a bottom-of-the-barrel team in the NFL or NBA, like, you hear about the coaching change. I think that's which more... Is probably just because the coaches are more involved. They're right there, but... Well, I mean, they're right, here. they're right there, too. Well, They also make millions of dollars. <laughs> yeah, that helps. But uh, I feel like it's a lot more to do with that. There's a, it's like a much, it's a, it's a younger sport, if you will. Like it's, it's still oh, growing, agree. and there's still a lot, like a lot of. I don't think there's anything wrong be, with it. I was just you know, noting the difference. Um, I, I just think it, it'll take time for everyone to be like, okay, this coaching, this coaching is important, and we need to know when this is happening. We need to be able to follow these moves. I also don't think that the teams themselves communicate those moves very publicly all the time. I think they'll just make those changes. They'll update the things that the league requires them to update, and not tell anybody because it's just like, well, who cares? No one's gonna check, and it's not gonna change our performance that much. Do you think we've seen the John Madden or? Uh the Heisman of LCS coaches coaches. I don't think they were so. two of the best coaches. Heisman was a real guy. He was one of the best coaches in history. He like made football what it is. But... I don't, I think he invented passing anyway. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. It's hard to really be like, yeah, we've already found the guy. It's sort of like being like, if you find your Wayne Gretzky, it's like, well, we, we're pretty sure that well, but people knew Wayne, Wayne Gretzky in the moment as being one of those. it's like when Michael Jordan was playing, people knew that he was one of the one of, if not the best basketball player to ever live, right? Like we look at Double F and we're like, or Bjergsen or Faker and we're like, yeah, like that motherfucker is up there. Like, but like, like everyone's apprehensive to say that well it, besides Faker, everyone's apprehensive to say he is gonna be he is one of the all time greats. He will be remembered in this in this game forever. Well, but it's not about that. It's just being one of the best of the era, right? Like, Doublelift is certainly one of the best players of his era in North America. Yeah, especially North America. But I just, yeah. I, I don't know who that coach is. You can say that Reaper is really good. Uh, you could say that Zix has had, a, had a, a good bit of success in his career. Weldon's had a lot of success in his career. He also had some hiccups. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but at the, at the same time, it's sort of like, they're not demolishing everyone just with their own presence there's a lot of other factors that it's very apparent they aren't the linchpin or the keystone to their to why they were successful so 
Yeah, but the, the coach is never okay. I kind of got us off track, but we can talk about this another time. But no, it's, a, it's a fine conversation to have. Well, I just think it's never really just the coach, you know? Right. Not even in the NBA or the or the NFL. It's never just the coach. It's the coach with someone else, right? Like it's the, but a good coach obviously makes a, a good team better. Uh, so I don't think we've had a, a coach yet in the LCS who's been like solo carrying a team, but I just think that's because we can't, right? Like, because the coach only has so much influence, especially when they, they don't get the ability in the sport to call timeouts, to be like, no, 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 timeout, no, no, no draft the new play, right? Like, no, no, you, draft you have the to play. stop pivoting to Dragon right now and you have to go pivot over to, like, that just doesn't happen. Yeah, like, you don't get to timeout and be like, okay, reset the ball here, pass it here, right? It's just like, you make the picks, you go over a game plan and then you leave, right? So like, there's a very different relationship. I, I think the game, like especially at this stage, is very much at a the players are still very much in control of a lot of things. Like this is this is a conversation a lot of uh, like shows and analysts and uh, like pundits have. I mean, players still get pick priority on some teams. Like if the coach is like, "We want to do this," the player can be like, "No, pick me uh, the other right, thing," right. and then they get it. Right, like, but, and like, that's a lot because the player might not just have as much game knowledge or macro. Like, it's not, it's not have, even that. Like game knowledge, not, but they might, they might be the thinking strategy. about that their matchup a lot more than they should be, and just taking, yeah. taking you're, the you're L. You're thinking more about your team. lane or your solo queue experience, and you're not thinking about like, well, what's going to win us the game? Whereas the coach is like, what do we need as a composition? Right, that's that. Like, we're still very player focused at the moment. The players have a lot more agency in the game and in the. And in the practice, I'll call it, like the, the pre-phase before their matches, that it's hard to say the coach is the reason. So it's hard for me to say that, yeah, these this coach is amazing. I still think Coma, Reaper, and Zakes are some really, really good coaches. Uh, Coma yeah, and but Reaper, there's also a team culture there that is right. different, right? Like, I don't imagine any, most people, I imagine very few people on SKT or C9 being able to easily like no i'm overruling you i want this thing right i feel like the culture of those teams is very much like we listen to you and we work as a unit we work as a team etc cetera, etc cetera, at, at least from the outside definitely with skt i think now but that might just be more korean culture like now that being said i do think it is good for uh a coach and a, like the, your, your strategic pick band coach to be to communicate with his players and be like okay these are our options here uh, which one do you, does everyone think we really need to go with right now? Because I think all these are mostly the same, and then what it'll it'll influence a pick later. But which one do you think we should go with right now? Like stuff stuff like that, you definitely need to be able to use your players as resources on the fly when someone pulls out something crazy like Tristan Ahmed. That's fair. Anyway, let's move on. Let's look back at Proview. What do we think? I haven't used Proview in like like for what Proview is in a while. I haven't either. I haven't really used ProView past the first couple. Of, uh, the first two weeks, I used it religiously because we I knew we were going to talk about it about week three, week four. So I used it a lot. After that, I would be like, well, that's an nifty play. Let me like rewind that, slow it down. Let me see it from his view. But I don't know that that was worth $15. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> like, I don't think it's because I never really watched a full game in it. I don't think out of the first two weeks I ever watched a full game from a player's perspective, ever. Uh, even, like, on the side. Like, it just wasn't for me. But I kind of knew going in it wasn't going to be for me. <laughs> it just... It doesn't seem... Like, like there's not enough content, to be honest. Like, just... Yes, you get every player's viewport, but at the same time, it that didn't 
change what I'm watching enough. I'm not hearing anyone's comms. I'm not seeing anyone like marking up being like, okay, you made a mistake here. This, this could have done better. Uh, they're coming up here. You need to walk around and board this. It, it like, there's nothing else to be gained there. And I even think from an analyst like perspective, it's like, eh, I can go watch Double Lift on his stream to see what kind of mistakes he makes. Only yeah, that was what I was saying earlier. How their vision was going to work. Yeah, that was what I was saying earlier. Was you get to see the players play on their stream, and they basically play the same, right? Like mechanically, yeah. Mechanically, right? And if that's what you're getting out of them, you're not getting any new information. Right. Like, and honestly, you can learn a lot just by watching the mini map during the regular streams. Like, where is the jungler? Right there. There's his route. There's his route. There's his route. Great. Like, you can learn a lot just by looking at the mini map. Like, I don't know that you need to see Svenskeren microing the scuttle crab to be a better jungler. Like, I think if they made like more exclusive content, like they made highly analytical, uh, like video breakdowns of some things. And put it on there. Something kind of like um did they call it the breakdown? I don't remember. When they would go into a team fight and uh just like kind of slow it down and explain what everyone's decision was in that team fight and in those moments. Whatever that was. I want some things like that on a more sometimes on a more macro sense. They did it for more macro gameplays too, actually, if I remember correctly at Worlds. Uh but things like that use this as another content produ producing platform f so that there are more things than simply pr alternate pro views because i don't like it it's really just not that compelling i think for anyone to be on like at this point to be buying for that and especially because the it wasn't actually all that good of a, a product like an experienced product i found several different bugs and issues in it mm -hmm. My keyboard's really loud. Sorry. Uh, I like it, it, it has to reset itself in between every game, and I just I don't get why they have to have it work that way. Why can't it just be one continuous stream and then they separate it for the vods? I know it's kind of has to do with how they're doing the stat tracking and the event board, but like. I, I don't want it to have to reset my thing. I have to reset every single one of my views. If I have it up on every single one of my monitors, every view possible, and then it does that, it bugs the whole thing out, everything lags, and I have to reset every single page and rebuild it from scratch every game. And it's so annoying. And if I was sharing with you, I'd have to still rebuild it from scratch after every I game know. and refresh. So, I don't know. And I, I don't think we even got to try um, watching a VOD together, which did not work for me on my own account on two different machines. Or even two different browsers, so I don't know if it would have worked for we us. We never tried VODs. Yeah. But... So I don't. Know. I think it needs a lot of work. Uh, just. I also just I'm not sure that the content you get is really worth it. I yeah, I don't I don't think it's totally worth it either. And I also didn't see the price reduction over the split that they were talking about. I checked like halfway through and I'm still fifteen bucks. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Hello? Hello? How did you get here? Hello. No, I'm, I'm, my, my browser did something weird. So 9.15, uh, 9.15. So, this is a patch that uh, everyone... Let's talk about TFT. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> this is a patch that everyone seems to be really mad that did nothing. And to that I say, this time last year, everyone was complaining that all the patches did too much. 
So pick a damn I want, side. I want, I want patches to do very little going into important events. Yes. Which is I don't want to see something so meta-breaking and earth-shaking that the teams don't have enough time to practice because then what we get is sloppy play, unpracticed comps, and just meta abuse, right? Like, I'm sure we're going to see a meta abuse in the playoffs because it's the fucking playoffs and people want to win. But if we change everything so drastically up front or right beforehand, I think just the lack of practice is going to be worse for the gameplay. Excuse me. So, oh, so that's a decent karma nerf. But... Uh, yes, please keep nerfing karma. That That is one thing. So in this patch... I like that Graves buff, to be honest with you. Uh, in this patch, I didn't see... Uh, a lot of oh, this patch had the legacy cursor uh, removed and reverted. <laughs> that was a thing for about twelve hours until somebody at Riot's like, "Okay, um, we're not doing that. I'm sorry, that was a mistake." Uh, <laughs> but I like I didn't see any in, in this patch that sort of jumped out at me. Uh, the Galio changes—they keep touching Galio to try and. Now I'm burping. Uh, to try and make him relevant in some way and not make him be, like, this oppressive multi-taunt CC man who just beats, just hits things and doesn't die. Uh, I, I want him back in the top lane, right? If you can make that happen, that'd be, that'd be great. <laughs> uh, so, I'm not sure exactly where they're trying to go with that at the moment, but it just seems to be doing a whole lot of... It kind of pushed him around a little bit. It pushed him a good bit away from support and more towards mid and top, but it didn't seem to be doing anything. You said the Graves buff, which uh, does look substantial. Giving yeah, the Graves buff, the Karma buff. I also think the uh, Kha'Zix buff is interesting. It's light, but I'm seeing a couple nerfs to or buffs to junglers here, including the Lee Sin Sonic wave base damage, minimum damage, maximum damage. I'm seeing some buffs to some AD aggressive style junglers. They're not huge. It's an armor buff on Graves, which I think is going to make him really even better at dueling level 1 to 2 because his armor per stack on his E uh, is up at level 1 from 5 to 8, 7.5 to 11 at 2. A little bit of a nice early game if you're going to go QE or something. Kha'Zix base damage up on his Q. Lee Sin Sonic Wave base damage, minimum damage, maximum damage up. Uh, by a little bit on about 5 to 10 on each one. I think those are nice. I think it'll make them slightly more viable. I am a little bit bored of just seeing tank jungle, tank jungle, tank jungle. But again, I think that's less of a stat priority as much as... So I think it's much more of a comp priority, team play priority, objective control priority, things like that. They've been running but I think they're, they're decent buffs to three pretty fun AD junglers. So, the other thing I'm looking at is the Swain changes that have gone through. a weird nerf to Evelyn, by the way. Nerf? A nerf? Oh, buff. Cooldown refund 60% when hitting monsters to no, 50% that... when hitting monsters. So no, that she gets a... no, that's a nerf. She gets 10% less of her cooldown back? Yeah, that's why I was saying it's... Oh, it is a nerf. That's a weird one. I didn't expect to see an Evelyn nerf. But... Slow down Evelyn's clear speed by nothing. That does nothing. That's that changed. I don't know. People have been saying this a lot, but that that changed seems pointless. But her base damage up on calling. I, don't know. I guess it helps her. her, her Ooh, a little bit of a fucking Malphite buff. Ah, uh, the, the Zerath buff just seems semi-random to me, where they made his alt five five k at all at all ranks. But eh. that makes it a little bit better early, though. It it does, but at the same time, he's just 
His laning just kind of sucks, and if you run a remotely, if you run a rally and him, she's just gonna run him down. That's an eighteen hundred range increase at level one. So um, I, I don't know. That's huge. Uh, it's only like I think now he can hit Gromp from Redbuck. I think he can hit Gromp from mid lane now. No, I don't remember. It might be. I don't remember what the range is on that thing, but uh, one, one thing I'd like to tell Riot to stop doing is stop buffing Poppy Stop it. Leave her alone. She's fine. I want to be able to play this champion and she doesn't need to be any stronger Matt you concur I don't fucking I don't play that champion. Yeah, Anthony knows Poppy. Stop buffing her. I Don't need this I don't need a strong champion, I need a champion everyone thinks a joke that I can destroy them with. Because she's broken. But yeah, no, please stop buffing Poppy. I don't think she needs any more buffs, and if you buff her too much more, she's gonna become unstoppable. Yeah, I think that's uh, mostly it for this patch. It, it is a small patch. Uh, I don't see it changing too much. Like, almost at all. Actually, the Lissandra change might help. That'll probably bring Lissandra up a little bit, but yeah. All right. Yeah, I don't know. On to the preview. Preview. Okay, 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 okay. Let's uh. Clutch League Gaming versus Optometry plus uh, time. Counterlogic Gaming versus Optic Gaming. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna pop our uh, picks on screen. Oh crap! I didn't put Matt's uh, TSM pick in. I'm a loser. Okay. That's uh, okay. We'll just say it out loud when it gets to it, buddy. We'll all forgive you. Okay. So for round one, me and Matt both pick CLG. But I have much more faith in CLG and the fact that they will go 3-0 over Optic. I put them at 3-2. I don't. So why do you think uh, the Optic's going to win those two extra games? Just because Optic looked pretty decent at the end. Uh, they had a rough one against C9, but again, I think we've you and I have consistently put a handful of teams, including C9, pretty high above a lot of other teams, uh, even playoff contention teams including optic and i think what i saw from optic otherwise leads me to believe that they're pretty decent and clg wasn't looking as strong as i wanted them to look coming into this week yeah the right? last like they, couple of matches weren't looking they did amazing. beat optic but it, i i mean i don't even remember was it that convincing it was a pretty good win this was a pretty convincing win from what i remember it was a pretty significant win but I do, I mean, just looking at Optic, it's Crown, it's Meteos, right? It's Arrow, it's bit like... Yeah, but it's just Joker. Crown and Meteos. That's fair, but I expect Crown and Meteos to be able to take at least a game or two. So I wasn't sure whether to put it 3-1 or 3-2. I put it 3-2, uh, but I, I, I think that series is going to be a lot closer than the TSM CG. Oh, I, I'm on the entire other end. I think that uh, CLG are just going to straight up just, just dismantle bust them. On them. Yeah, I think they're going to be so much better. I think they have them um, even or more in every lane, basically. I think they have a much better uh, sense of team cohesion, especially like in recent weeks. Uh, Optic had been looking slightly better, and they did win out the uh, tiebreakers to get into this spot, but I, I still think CLG have a better temperament, and I think they, they have a better uh, game plan every time they go into a game than Optic does. All right, on to the next one. 
TSM versus CG, my pick uh, was TSM 3-1. Yeah, and I had uh, TSM 3-2. Uh, I think this game, is, this uh, series is going to be probably kind of close. I I give uh, Clutch Gaming those two games because they have been looking like they have a better idea about what they do. A lot of their volatility has gone down tremendously over the split, especially since dropping Piglet in the, in the midseason. So uh, I'm expecting them to come in with a much better idea about what they want to do but at the same time i still think tsm uh have a much better potential to beat them i think bjergsen will definitely carry that be able to carry them like against ryu i think no this isn't ryu hang on who's the the, doing is demonte yes against demonte i don't think demonte can can beat bjergsen on his best day um i think he might get one decent lane depending upon jungle focus and the picks on both sides and the picks but i don't i expect bjergsen to be more consistent if, like if, you do. if uh we didn't even mention this but tsm played um was it Spe- specia or spacia i don't know how to pronounce yeah, it yeah i don't know either uh they played the their academy, academy jungler this weekend and he looked pretty good he didn't look that yeah. half bad excuse me jesus christ so i'm i don't know who are these three junglers they're gonna play here it, yeah, which but at this point, I don't effing care because it, it just doesn't seem to matter, and it just they're they're playing as as like off kilter with any of them. So I just think that TSM will definitely have a, a better a better shot at them. I don't think Lyra is that good. I think Lyra is just gonna get to like trounced by any of TSM's junglers. It just just straight up. I I don't see outside of Huni, I don't see how Clutch Gaming can really keep up with TSM. I think I like like Hooney's there Hooney's how they're gonna win win the series if they're gonna win the series. That's ba- that's basically it. And then maybe a little bit of Cody some. Everyone else just seems like they're kind of along to help them get there. You? Um So I think TSM is a better team. I don't want to give, I only gave CG one because I wasn't as impressed, I think, with you as you were with CG at the end of the split, and I have a little bit of faith in TSM. I always have a little more faith in TSM in the playoffs than I do in the regular season, just because I think as an org and as a team, some, if not all of their players, are so much so serious and so focused on winning. It's in the culture of the team that I expect them to, you know, if I just on history alone, turn it up a few notches in intensity and focus and ability. Uh, this is when I expect to see, like, a lot less of the weird sort of off-meta picks that they had a couple of weeks ago. I expect to see a lot of focus. And hey, I is expect your top to see... worked? It did, but some of the other ones didn't. And I expect to see like just like laser focus from the team. And I also think TSM has an edge over almost every other team in this format. I think basically other than like C9 and this, this C9 roster, this TL roster have a lot more focus or a lot more experience in these best of fives than a lot of other teams. Like, yeah, CLG and Optic have experience, but not as much. And the individual players on CLG might, or the org as a whole might Optic for CLG. Does, but... I don't think Optic has any experience. This is their first time in playoffs. From what oh, I remember. is it? I think so. But still, so so for me, I, I just think that there's an experience there that's important, <laughs> you know, to success. And there's some players on CG that have been in BO5s before, and some that have been. And I think that that's a difficult place to be. Uh, to have maybe your first playoff game be against Bjergsen, um, but you know, I, I just I don't know, we're fine for clutch last time. That's fair. It did, 
Um, but I don't think the meme repeats. And I oh, just, no, that like, entire roster's gone. I think DeMonte is the only one left over. That's why, what I mean. I don't expect it all. I don't expect the meme to repeat, and I have faith in TSM in the playoffs. That's really all I've got. I might have been on Echo Fox at the time. I don't remember. I don't remember. It was like a year and a half ago. I don't keep this shit in my head, dude. As soon as it's over, I just drop it. Uh, Alright, I think we're out of topics. You want to take us home? Yeah, I think so. I think that'll do it for... uh... Hang on, let me just drop this. God damn, I clicked the wrong button. Alright, I think that'll do it for this uh, week on the Lender Leland's podcast. You can catch us every Monday. Uh, yes. Yes, every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern on twitch.tv slash nc2k11. Uh, catch the VODs on my YouTube channel. And have a nice day. Have a great night, fellas.